0: Hello and welcome to this Linklater's podcast on payments regulation. The FCA has written to payments firms to remind them about their regulatory obligations. To talk us through what this letter means and how you might want to respond to it, I'm joined by Pansy Wong and Harry Edis. Pansy, why is the FCA writing to payments firms?
1: Simon, it's not unusual for the FCA to, to write to firms. The FCA likes to send these dear CEO letters to flag important messages to the firms it supervises. Sometimes these are mass mailed to all the firms in the sector, giving the SDA an opportunity to spell out what it sees as risks for the sector, what causes those risks, and where it's going to focus its supervisory spotlight. What I do think is unusual is the tone of this latest letter. The FDA says it's still concerned that many payments firms do not have sufficiently robust controls, and that because of this some firms present what it calls an unacceptable risk of harm both to their customers and to the integrity of the financial system as a whole the fca also says that it plans to take swift and assertive action where it identifies issues so clearly this is a warning shot from the regulator targeted at the payment sector
0: so the fca is sending out this warning but harry w- what's this warning about
2: uh well simon Pretty much everything and anything. I I did check to see um, whether they had mentioned throwing the kitchen sink, uh, which it doesn't, but it it does effectively bring every single thing that the FCA has been worried about uh, for the last few years. So um, it takes you on a tour through all the regulatory hot topics for payments firms um, and reiterates that these remain a priority for the FCA. That list includes things like safeguarding, wind down plans, money laundering controls, fraud, operational resilience, and the consumer duty so all of the things that we've been working on and which uh, all of our clients have been working on uh, and which we've been talking about on this podcast in each area the letter reminds uh, firms about their obligations highlights risks and issues that the fca is seeing as part of its supervisory work and then suggests some actions for you to take where appropriate to your business you have to put this in the context of similar messages the fca has sent to payments firms in these last few years We haven't seen that much enforcement action against payment firms in that time. But the fact that it keeps coming back to raise these familiar issues, suggests that when it comes to FCA supervision, this is a sector which is still sitting on the naughty step. The letter also comes a week after the FCA concluded its review into fast growing firms, which included some payment service providers. That review found that as some businesses scale up, their risk management frameworks and governance arrangements are not keeping pace. On top of that, We've also seen the FCA recently write to payments firms with specific guidance on implementing the consumer duty. That review in these letters mean that if you do find an issue down the line, the FCA will be able to say, I warned you about this and may be less inclined to show leniency.
0: OK, so you mentioned that firms, some payments firms might be on the naughty step. For, for those that don't want to be on that naughty step, what should they be doing in, in response to this letter?
2: Well, first and foremost, and it might sound obvious to say it, you have to engage with it. As I say these are familiar messages and you might think you've got these topics covered already but the fca has explicitly said that your board should consider the risks highlighted in the letter and consider what you're going to do about them so at a very minimum your directors are going to need to engage with this reflect on your current compliance state status and make a plan of action
0: so pansy how would you advise firms who are thinking about how to respond to this
2: letter
1: well, I agree with Harry that you're looking for early engagement from your senior management on this, but clearly the directors aren't going to be doing this on their own. So you should be looking to set aside some resource to work through the letter. Obviously, it depends on the size of your business, but, but I'd suggest putting together a SWAT team to work out what in the letter is relevant for you um, and start assessing where any potential weaknesses lie. There's a lot in there to unpack, which could result in quite a long list of, uh, of to-do points. To help you work through the letter, we've produced a compliance checklist which pulls out the key questions for you to consider in each priority area highlighted by the FTA. Several of the points in that checklist relate to documentation. Now I know lawyers have a reputation for being obsessed with documents, but in this case I would say it's justified. At some point in time the FTA will want to see evidence of your compliance, so the challenge is really to think about what you could show them to demonstrate that compliance. That might involve a wide variety of documents stored in various different places and owned by different parts of the organization, including minutes of meetings, reconciliation records, policy documents, training records, bank account details, and so on. So working out what you have already, where the gaps might be, and how you can pull them together is really important. Um, my recommendation would be to focus first on the three P's, you know, policies, processes, procedures, and do a sort of cold towel review to assess whether or not they're up to scratch.
0: And, and presumably that, that, that review is something that Linklaters could help with.
1: Yes, that's right. The reality is that it can be difficult for firms to benchmark themselves. Given that we work with firms of all sizes, we can help you gauge what good looks like for your organisation. With the increasing frequency of these sorts of letters, we do see firms taking a more proactive approach to reviewing their control frameworks, and we can really help with that. That might include an in-depth review of your policies and procedures, or an assessment of your systems and controls, or it could involve providing strategic input onto your governance processes.
0: So, Harry, how long have firms got to respond to this letter?
2: Um, So letters from the FCA to payments firms in the last couple of years have tended to set a time frame for certain actions. Uh, For example, you'll remember the FCA set a deadline for e-money firms to send a special communication to their clients last year. This letter, however, doesn't set a specific deadline, but it does call for prompt action. In my experience, I don't think it would be unreasonable for the FCA to go around the houses in, say, two to three months time to ask you to explain what you've done in response to this letter, what weaknesses you've found and what plans you have to address them. Consistent with what Pansy was saying before, one output from your SWAT team working on the letter should be to get something in writing, explaining what you've done in response and having it ready to share with the FCA supervisors if and when they come calling. The compliance checklist that Pansy mentioned earlier should also help you to start that process of engaging with the letter. So in short, really there's quite a lot for firms to do in the next couple of months to make sure that they uh, can evidence the FCA that they have properly considered uh, this this particular letter. Uh, as there really are quite a lot of issues um, in there and it really does feel to me as though the FCA is signalling that enforcement action could be looming for those who do not properly engage.
0: Thank you, Harry and Pansy. The compliance checklist will be available for Linklater's clients via our website or you can get in touch with us for a copy. But for now, thank you for listening and goodbye.